You could have done that. Well, I did, and, and we're on. We can start again? Okay. Are we starting now? It started. There you go. Welcome back to the Serenity Now podcast. I am Josh, your host. I am joined by the whole entire team today. Ryan, Garrett, <laughs> James. Yep. And we are talking about nutrition. Thank you. Yeah. Why nutrition, Josh? I think it's a very important topic. Um, I was going to go into a whole diatribe about it, but I think we should just start talking organically because you had some great questions and I want to just open up a forum and then we can each talk about our own individual. Yeah, I think so. I think we, we, we talked about Serenity being a leadership podcast. So many of you may, might be wondering why talk about nutrition on a leadership culture change, transition change podcast. So maybe Ryan, I think Ryan had a good answer for that. Well, it starts with leading self. If you can't lead yourself, how are you going to lead others? So maybe you can delve into that. What does it mean by leading self in terms of nutrition? Well, if you're going to perform and you're going to lead others, you're going to need to be able to be in a position to do that. And if you're tired, if you're, if you're not very sharp, if you're not clear, um, or if you're having to miss a lot of work because you're not feeling well, a lot of times that points to your nutrition, what you're doing, what you're eating, how you're moving. It's all related. And there's a lot now that you can digest. But we often, I, I feel like as a, organizations, they, they might have wellness programs or they might um, encourage people to do things. Um, I find... Almost every organization does a step challenge. I think that's a waste of time. <laughs> um, Maybe you can explain what a step challenge is for those we who We will, know. for sure. I think everyone knows what a step challenge is. How many can do 10,000 steps or something a day? And Are you pledge? How many yeah, steps you're going to yeah, do? Yeah, you're going to pledge. And yeah. it's like, okay, great, but, you know. Josh's personal favorite, the vegetable eating. That's not funny. Yeah. I'm just going to be quiet. <laughs> Talk amongst yourselves. But when you get to it, if you're not... If you don't have the discipline to lead yourself well, you're not going to be able to lead others well. The discipline part is the biggest part of it. Yeah. If you can't be disciplined enough to take care of yourself on a on a homeostasis like yeah. level, then how are you supposed to lead people and have them be disciplined at work? I mean, if you can't take care of yourself, and I, mean, and I also think there's a hand. physical and mental connection. Let's just say, like you know, normally yeah. you're supposed to have eight hours of sleep, but you only have three hours. Like it's going to affect your decision making process. It's going to affect how what you do. Let's say you're starving yourself and you need you don't eat your you don't eat. That's going to affect your your how you handle stress. Yeah. Yep. So in, in the army, I went through um, a ranger school, which is kind of uh, the army's premier like leadership program, which is basically two months of leading tired men with almost zero sleep mm. and uh, one meal a day, and it in, it's an army training program because. Um, but they can't actually simulate combat. They can't actually shoot you. So the best way they can simulate combat is just be depriving you of these essential functions, which is sleep and food. So I remember for two months straight, um, if you pass everything, the most sleep you would get at night is four hours of sleep. Sometimes, and that's the most, uh, sometimes you only get zero. And I remember a couple, couple of nights like that. And when you're out in the field, you're only getting one meal a day. And that one meal a day is an MRE, meal right. to eat. And you're supposed to be consuming probably at least like 2,000, 3,000 calories uh, a day for an average person, but you're hiking all day long that you're actually burning like four or 5,000 calories a day. And I remember in, um, 
there's like three phases. There's uh, there's the Darby phase, there's the mountain phase, and the swamp phase. And I remember a swamp phase, a uh, mountain phase. Here, we're climbing up the Lanaga, Georgia, the, 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 the Appalachian Mountains, and I just remember smelling this ammonia smell. And I was wondering, oh, yeah. like, what is that? And I asked yep. my friend, and, yep. and they said, that's your muscles burning because you don't have enough energy to sustain it, and so they're, they're burning themselves. Yeah. So all that to say is there is a connection between your mental capacity and physio- physiological, physic, physical capacity, and that really does begin with nutrition. Mm-hmm. So that's why we're talking well, about it. And yeah. I think we talk about leadership and we think about the workplace a lot, but so much of leadership, as we've kind of mentioned, is in the home. Right, Big just time. the way we are with our family and the people we love, and I think, you know, I didn't come from a Army West Point Ranger background or a D one athlete background. Little little different backstory for me. Um, so I, I would say it wasn't really until I had kids that I started to notice the difference of being physically unfit versus being physically fit, and what that would allow me to do in terms of just playing with young kids, yeah. being present. Being present, yeah. exactly. Yeah. It's true. And I came from a family where I'm the smallest person, uh, you know, very big people, and to no fault of their own based on the information they had at the time. Sure. Like all of them ate the way you're supposed to eat, and we had diabetes running, you know, rampant. And so, um, yeah, I mean, I, I wish I was a D1 athlete, and I wish I was an Army Ranger. That didn't happen. So yeah. I was just a fat kid, you know, running around and, uh, finding my way through the world and mm-hmm. I but I think the amazing thing is to your point I didn't even think about anything about nutrition until after kids and like as things started progressing like wait I got to keep up with these guys like yeah. I have to actually be around and be able to help them <laughs> yeah how am I supposed to do that if I can't even get off the couch right, right? so so maybe I'll go ahead Ryan you're about no, it's something. just completely relevant I mean you start you you start separating all of these things in life when they're when they're all related. Mm-hmm. And if if you know, we all know we've heard the term. I mean, health is wealth. Wealth is health, right? And if if you are healthy, then you know things are great. But when you're not, it's it's awful. Yeah. yeah does anything I mean, else matter? Awful. Yeah. Nothing no, else matters. Or just everything stops. Right. So then what happens, right? How do we in America especially, we have, we've never had this type of abundance of food. And now we're in this situation where there's food, all you can eat, literally. And we're the heaviest we've ever been as a nation. Well, it could be because the food that we have is not food. Well, I would agree with you. Yeah. So maybe we can talk a little bit of our history towards food and where we've come to this conclusion. Because there's so many different opinions on what is the right way to eat or eating clean? What does that even mean and how does this work? So maybe we start from our history and then maybe go right. forward now. Yeah. Uh, so uh, I guess I've uh, already said, fat kid, um, I was always the big guy and I was uh, almost 300 pounds when I really said, okay, this is not going to be okay. Going to bed with, you know, horrible acid reflux and just miserable, couldn't sleep. And, uh, my uncle started doing some paleo stuff and I had huge results of that. And I was going to the gym doing paleo and then I was like, yeah, it's still not getting to where I wanted to be. So I, I progressed to keto and then carnivore and, and now I'm kind of in the proper human diet realm, <clears throat> eating more ancestral appropriate, like what we would have eaten, like, you know, in our ancestry and, you know, uh, everything evolves. But at this point in time, that's the best is for me. And 
it's amazing now when you retrospectively look at the things we ate, the seed oils, mm-hmm. the processed sugars, like basically processed food. And if you, and you, like you said, we have abundance of food, but the food that's available nowadays, if you look at a grocery store, if you're not, if you're shopping in the middle of the grocery store, mm-hmm. yep. I mean, everything has the same three ingredients and it's all completely, it's basically poison, but we feed that to our kids. We feed that, that's a snack, it's a treat. And so that's something we can definitely get into. But I mean, that light switch came on and uh, it's made a huge difference for me. Yeah. What has it done for you, Josh? Like the results in terms of moving from keto to from paleo to keto to carnivore? Like that seems like an extreme progression to the average person who may not know about food. Mm-hmm. So most people have heard success of paleo. Most have heard the success of keto. But why such an extreme diet like carnivore? Like what? What have you seen? Well, it's like ketovore, right? So I'll still have like a a piece of fruit or I'll have, you know, an avocado. I try to stay away from plants and we can dive deep into that if we want to. Um, Like, I hate plants. uh, I know. I understand. It's fine. (laughs) Teach their own. But the thing is, is that it's like how you feel. And and when you do these diets, they're basically at the end of the day an elimination diet, right? So when you take stuff away and then you eat certain things, you can be acutely aware of what it is that it's doing to your body. So if you have a change and you're like, wait a second, so I ate this and then this happened. So then you can easily like, well, I'm not going to eat that anymore. This is not working for me. Uh, You know, we were all together celebrating uh, birthdays and and birthday cake, right? Yeah. Didn't have any birthday cake. Won't have any birthday cake. Sorry, because I know that if I do that, going to be a bad bad day for me for maybe weeks that's what i mean so i want you to unpack that a little yeah. more because yeah. i think everyone experienced you know the feeling of that that high mm-hmm. sugar content cake you know my wife and i had the discussion this morning and she's like hey i really noticed that right um she's recent to eliminate that so that she really felt but you you didn't even think twice you looked no. at it and you're like no i mean yeah. you're like hey, you guys enjoy whatever yeah well, because you didn't I, insult us. <laughs> no, and everybody can do their own thing, and right. I'm not judging anyone. Uh, that's not my job. Uh, I don't have that that title, so I'm not going to judge anyone. Um, but I've learned that you know it's it's a breaking the addiction. So if I was to go take a hit of cake or ice cream or whatever, I'd be right back yeah. to square one. Uh-huh. So I'd have to start my twelve step program all over again. And that time and effort is definitely not worth it. But I, I wonder if sometimes we don't realize that we are addicts. No, and, you don't. And how would you go and, and talk to yourself, you know, your past self? Because I, I think a lot of people would think, man, Josh is doing a pretty extreme diet. But right. he came from a, a normal past, let's say, a, a normal, typical American diet. Like, what would you say to yourself? What is that paradigm shift that that's occurred? Because I, I think most people don't, grasp that feeling of oh I, I ate cake and I feel sick now right well and, and I, that's a that's a great question because you know I think the first thing I do is I grab myself you know very firmly and say what the hell are you doing like you're addicted to garbage mm. right and so if we treat it as an addiction and not as a like oh this is tasty I like it or whatever but if you literally look at it as processed foods seed oils sugars as an addiction, you don't want to be addicted to stuff, right? Like, we don't smoke cigarettes or whatever. You don't do drugs. Why? They're bad. Well, this stuff is so much worse for you than most of the things that people yeah. intake. 
it's just been it's just been fed to us over and over. Like you sit there and you look at the cereal aisle. I always go to the cereal aisle because I think it's ridiculous. You have Cookie Crisp as a cereal. They're cookies. <laughs> That's unbelievable. They're cookies. Yeah, they're cookies. Yeah. You put milk on, they're and cookies. now it's a nutritious part of a breakfast because they sprinkled some magic fairy dust and 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 minerals and and vitamins that are not even ingestible by the human body. Like so, to me, like it's just you know, it's like wake up, let's go back, let's get like if you look at like true like, and again, we're not doctors or anything, so don't take any of this. Like I, I'm just this is an opinion, right? Yep. But if you look at like the Hadza and other like hunter gatherer tribes that are still in the world today, like today they're out there. And what they do, they, they search all day, they find a kill, they eat all the meat they can, organs, brain, yeah. everything. And then, oh, they found some honey, they're going to eat some honey, they found a fruit, they eat some fruit. They're not looking for salads, they're not looking for potatoes, right? They're yep. looking for animals, and they're looking for fruit, and they repeat. Right. And they're still out there today, Yeah. doing that right now. Have you heard of Dr. Wesley Price? A little. A little. I mean, he did a, a pretty comprehensive study. He was a, a dentist who was interested in, you know, cavities, right? right. And, and what yeah. what causes cavities in the modern human. So he did a, a full study in just various tribal people. And, of course, he found that there were no cavities, right? Just from an archaeological perspective. And then hmm. those who maintained the diet still had no cavities. And then, of course, those who kind of went on to the typical American diet yeah. That's what, where, where the cavities. Well, in a classic case, if you go even further back, like the Egyptians, right? Very modern society, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. Um, you can talk about being, you know, slave owners and all this stuff, whatever, but they were a modern society. But they ate a lot of grains, like crazy yeah. amount of grains. And if you look at the archaeological data, they had more issues with cavities, broken bones, all these other things, because they were literally just eating grains. They had no meat in their diet. They had no... They were rotting from the inside out. Right. Oh, wow. And you can see that now. And that was a huge, thriving metropolis, yes. you know? So it's, I think one thing we'd like to try to figure out is, is as somebody who's new to this, and I'm fairly new in comparison to, to you guys, like what are, what are some things that, you know, we should discuss for somebody who's like, hey, I, I want to start taking better care of myself. I know I'm a leader in the home. I'm a leader at work. Right. Or I want to be a leader in the home. I want to be a leader at work. Where, where do I even start? There's so much conflicting info out there. So. Well, the easiest thing you can do is stop eating anything that has ingredients. Yeah. So if you Good. go to one ingredient food, which sounds really easy, but you got to think about that. So it's like broccoli, right? Yep. Broccoli. That's one ingredient. Avocado, steak, chicken, all one ingredient. I'm not talking like processed salami or whatever. I'm talking if you literally eat whatever you want, but it's whole foods and nothing to do with the store but whole foods Mm -hmm. you're going to be a billion times better than most people in america and what are we at 70 percent obesity rate or some crazy number and diabetes is 42 and change 42 percent for obesity and then overweight's over it's like 60 percent. yeah it's crazy it's really bad metabolically unhealthy i've heard anywhere from like 78 to 88 percent metabolically unhealthy i mean Who's exactly right? I mean, that's all estimate, but right. Well, that one's bad. And the crazy thing is, when I've said seed oils, and I'll keep saying it, but like the seed oils, what they'll literally do—they go in and they change your body, like your chemistry, your body chemistry, and your fat structures. Right. And so then you can't use the fuel that's in your body. So I know we'll probably talk about intermittent fasting and other things like that. But like Sometimes. most people, like 
even if you're lean, like Ryan's a pretty lean person, he probably has 20 days worth of battery power yeah. based on being that lean, you know, because he eats pretty well, yeah. doesn't have a lot of, you know, seed oil issues or whatever. So the fat in his body is going to be used really easily. So he has energy source. So he could go out and hunt and gather and do other things like the Hadza would do. Right. You know, with no problems. It's a great point. I mean, I can I can literally miss a day eating and I won't. No. I'll be fine. Right. I'm like, eh, you know. Yeah. I'm okay. Yeah. You well, even... I know we'll go into the seed oils more, but I, yeah. I, an interesting thing I read about it was just, you know, the impact of sugar. Sugar will leave your metabolism fairly quickly, and your your body will start to regain insulin sensitivity fairly quickly after that. But, you know, seed oils are going to stay in your body for up to, some say, seven years. Um, and, you know, there's a lot of damaging effects that go along with that. So we'll get... That's a powerful yeah. number. Yeah. Right. That's seven years, you know... Things of gluten, you know, minimum of I've heard four to five days. Yeah, I mean, yeah, you know. Well, the crazy thing is, I, I, and I again, your wife said I'm challenged to five minutes of talking about seed oils, so I want to make sure That's I only fair. do five minutes talking about seed oil. But I, I think of like like the X Men, like we become mutants. We're not human beings anymore. Yeah, yeah. and like and we were told since the '50s, since Ansel Keys did his whole, you know, you know, fat's bad. So take fat out, and I'm the guy that had licorice in his house and Sour Patch Kids. And, and you had zero, zero percent zero fat, fat. Zero Go fat, ahead. margarine, yep. shortening. That's right. a perfect example. No, no butter. You no were lard. nearly vegetarian. Uh, <laughs> well, I mean, I ate chicken and pork, okay. sort of, yeah. you know. Yeah. And, you know, that was about it. Yeah. And a lot of potatoes and a lot of, you know, like a salad galore. like And, and then all the salad dressings that are out there today. Absolute garbage. Yeah. So, like... It's amazing to think that we were told, and the, I, and I personally blame my mom would be here today if she didn't eat that way. Yeah. yeah. Right. And that's terrible. Well, you took the There's fat out and you put sugar in. Right. Lots of sugar, because guess what? It's not palatable to humans if you take the fat away. That makes you feel like, oh, I eat something. I feel yummy. Okay, good. I'm I'm satiated. Well, you'll buy I'm more. Full. Right. I should just buy more. So right. you, what you're buy saying is fat is not bad for you because like well, good fat is good for you. The horrible saturated fat is actually good for you. Sad I, news, everybody. I think this would be an interesting segue into kind of Ryan's nutritional background. Yeah. And, and I agree. Just because I think that'll, you know. Yeah. Yeah, I'm happy to. Well, so once again, D1. D1 athlete. Yeah, I mean, I can, I can start there. Well, as a D1 athlete, in, when I was there, um, it was just eat a lot. Well, yeah, I think of Michael Phelps, right? That's a classic example, like twenty six thousand calories or whatever. Yeah. You know, as a as a as a swimmer, you know, gold medal swimmer. He, like, so you just you had carte blanche to just eat whatever you wanted, just eat a lot. Yeah, it was it was calories, calories, calories. That was that was all it was. So there really wasn't any, you know, it was protein, high protein, high creatine. Whenever I had creatine, I would get back injuries. Right. I I don't know why. Just it would. I can tell you every time, um, even after college, if I took it. Um, so that gets into a whole other thing of you know farm, uh, nutraceuticals and what's good. They're not regulated. We, we're not going to go there right now. But yeah, creatine in like side of a like animal matrix, really good for you. But yeah. the powder stuff that they gave you, yeah, yeah, not so much. No, not so good. Yeah. Um, but actually, it's it's there that I started a health journey. I walked into uh, it was. A, there's a place called New Pioneer Co-op. I walk in, and, and it's like this like 
cornucopia of like vegetables and it's just like it's a full imagine like full early day granola organic grocery store right and i'm like what is this place somewhere in iowa yeah and i pick up i pick up the the first thing and i look at the price and i'm a college student i'm like whoa yeah put that down not shopping here (laughs) yeah put that down back to the mp whoops let me go look at the the meat (laughs) section here put that down you know that so from there, I'd, I was like, what, what is this? And I had an entrepreneurship teacher, um, you know, still, uh, still in touch with him to this day. Um, great guy. His name's Joe. He, uh, he started showing me some, he started kind of just cracking. I would say he, like, watered the seed. Um, maybe, he, maybe he helped plant the seed and, and said, you know, hey, environmental, leaving your car running, certain things, and then um, talked about nutrition so I started reading the book, Fast Food Nation. Wow. And I read that, and I got about halfway, and I dropped it. I'm like, whoa, whoa, whoa what just happened? Like, what's going on? What am I eating? And at, in college at the time, I would, I would go eat McDonald's. Of course, it's cheap, and you didn't have any money. You're a yeah. college kid. Yeah, and now, granted, I, I didn't get to my early story. I happened to have a mother who said, eat real butter. And eat whole foods. Like, I still hear her voice to this day saying it. Eat real butter, eat whole foods. I'd give her a big hug. That's I know. amazing. Yeah. I know. It's amazing. And, and she's like, that's what my mom always said. And so that was my grandmother, Grandmother Jovita. And so we didn't really eat margarine. We didn't eat fat-free stuff. Um, Blessed. No, we did have juice. And I would say we had some, a couple of other things in the home. She would bring ice cream, but it would be until it was done, and then she would get some the next week. So my brother and I, I think we would eat the whole half gallon in, in one night, usually. <laughs> it was all of it at once. Anyhow. Well, um, there's some interesting information, or if you think about the ice cream back when you and I were younger, that it probably was made of whole milk. It probably had yeah, real probably. fruit. Yeah. It didn't yeah. have it was artificial. Egg maybe. Right, probably egg yolks yeah. in it, right? So, yeah, it's sugar, and it's probably not the, I mean, in the end of the day, it's not the best for you. Yeah. But a whole hell of a lot better than what they're serving today. Yeah, it's not good. No. So at any rate, I, I read Fast Food Nation, and you know when I I remember this one part in the book where he said he was blindfolded, and, and I th- I think it was Fast Food Nation. I've read so much since then, but this was early, and, and he said he was blindfolded, and they put uh, a, a a a little piece of uh, paper. They dipped it. He was in this chemical factory in New Jersey. And he there's this imagine a wall full of vials, right? And each one had a label of what it was. And he dipped it in there and he said, All right, tell me what this is. And he puts it under his nose. And he's like, it was like a freshly cooked cheeseburger from say one of the big fast food chains. And he's like, You literally smelled it and it was like he, he like he, he's like, What was that? You know, like that freaked him out. And I started understanding, you know, well, actually, the, the bread's one of the worst parts and the ingredients. And so I just started down this ingredients journey, and I'm like, what is this? Yeah. So that was roughly 22 years ago, and since then, it's been, you know, just consuming, understanding, and then experimenting. So I've experimented with myself, and I would, you know, I would try these different diets on. Um, I would go not like full vegetarian, but heavy vegetarian, where I'd have like a week or two with no meat, and I was like, eh, it doesn't seem right, but whatever, I'll try it. And then other areas where I was eating 
what I th- I mean, for a little while, I still thought like a bagel in the morning. And then I learned at one point, like, actually, you know, breakfast is was created by a man. And I was like, well, that's weird. <laughs> What's that all about? So I dive deeper into that. And then I tried it out, stopped eating breakfast and then started trying on these things over the years without going down every detail on it, but just trying stuff on, seeing what works. And then also sharing some of that, noticing that everyone's different and what worked for Josh might not work for me. And then more recently, I'd say in the last five years, I started understanding that because it's not only what, what did, you know, what did I eat as a kid? What did I grow up in? So what's my foundation? What's, what's, what's you my have whole a solid foundation? Yeah. Well, I mean, pretty good. Yeah. Right? Pretty good. Yeah. But for Sore. every person, it was for every person, it was what they ate, what their parents ate, Right, what their parents' parents ate. So it's not only like what gets passed on generationally, but then what you know, what was their, what were they consuming? What yeah, was, you know. So like where you're from too, right? Because like, I'm like I, I got northern like uh, Scandinavian yeah. roots, you know, and I, and then I have a hodgepodge or whatever. But and it depends on where you come from and what you've been faced right. with, what works best for you. So yeah. that's why looking at things, and that's where it goes back to what James' question: like if you eat whole foods, you can never go wrong. Yeah. Like it doesn't matter what the whole foods are, you can never really go wrong. Yeah. That's the one thing. And then most recently I've I've learned this understanding of soluble and soluble fiber. You can't create insoluble fiber. Nobody's figured that out to this day. So you can only get soluble like through, you know, something off the shelf or or, you know, in any shake and if you add fiber. Right. Right. When I've gone a year without fiber at all. Which is extremely fascinating. And so healthy. it's healthy. Yeah. happy yeah. and probably healthier than I am right now and I'm probably thinking about going You are back. getting it in fruit though. Now, yes, yeah. I am yeah. I understand that. Now, that's what I'm saying. I've done it for a year before. Yeah. And so even though like I'm experimenting with fruit now, like I'm not uh, like against going back to much more extreme right. to get my health back to where it was. So I'm a little bit bigger than I was when I was really really strict and I can feel differences. You know, pains, yeah. aches. I'm I'm not as young as I used to be, right? So, any advantage I can take, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? But yeah, yeah in, the fiber thing is interesting. That's, yeah, that's, it is. It's crazy, what we've been told forever. The more fiber, the better. Yeah. What is the theory behind why fiber? And then makes what's you the, feel fuller. Makes you feel fuller. That's the only nutrition, nutritional value of. Fiber. But if you look at fiber, a lot of fibers, if you look at them, not fruit based or vegetable based. Yeah. But if you look like at a fiber supplement. It's like cellulose. That's yeah. It's, it's like it friggin' sawdust. Like to break it down. It's incomplete. Yeah. It's incomplete. Your body so, can't process it, yeah. so it's just gonna come out. Right. And the problem is, is nobody knows that. That's right. where I'm blown away. Is you know, I, I mean, I, nobody is a strong term, but majority of the people you know and you you communicate with, uh, family, friends, coworkers, they don't know. I mean, the first time I told him I was, I was looking into doing carnivore, like more of a meat-based diet, the first thing that somebody told me was, well, you're not getting fiber. And I'm like, okay, so what does fiber do theoretically that people believe that it does nutritionally? Well, well, they're going to say, you know, and, and this I do believe to be true, but it protects the liver. So it protects from things that cause the liver to, well, <laughs> protects it from any excess sugars, you know, it's like this whole daisy chain effect. So Correct. it does, but it's when you need to protect the liver. Right. But if you don't have anything in there that it needs to be protected against, yeah. then it's just taking up space. Right. And it's the theory was back in the good old, you know, 
when the standard American diet came out and you know the the pyramid, or it was like you mean for the food companies? The food com- yeah, the correct. Food company? Should we go there. Yeah. We can. I, okay. I would pyramid. love to go there. So hope we don't get canceled in the first second episode here. But like literally the food pyramid, which was completely upside down. If you ate it upside down, you'd be much healthier, right? Yep. So um, like they literally said that you needed to eat all this fiber because it's going to lower your cholesterol because cholesterol would kill you, right? Period. It's a 1960 yep. study. Cholesterol makes up most of your brain, makes up every cell membrane in your body. Uh, why do we have ED issues? Mm-hmm. Yep. People don't have enough cholesterol. That's There's studies you can look up and see that. So your sex hormones, all that other stuff, all built on cholesterol. Well, what they've proven is eating cholesterol doesn't increase your cholesterol. No, your body produces cholesterol every yeah. single day. Yeah. Because it needs it to yep. build cells. Well, and you think about the timing of the whole... Of everything, right? So post-World War II. Right. And you have a lot of manufacturing that now needs to be shifted towards uh, something that's not wartime, right? Right. So fertilizers and all that. And, you know, fast food comes around that time as well. So you start seeing an increase in heart well, disease. Well, TV dinners, right? Yeah. TV dinners, no, all, all, that, all that easy, yeah. convenient. Right. Like Salisbury so steak. Oh, yeah, so yeah baby. Remember those? Where best. does the finger get pointed, right? Yeah. Right. Yeah. And we had somebody do a study with, they did the seven study study, or seven country study, right? And they, they honey picked data to make it look like fat led to heart disease. Yeah. yeah. I, I think. And then. You guys, you guys are both uh, good examples. And I know not everybody's watching, right? But like, Josh, you were 300 pounds. You switched to, you know, now carnivore diet. Yeah. Right? You I'm look, not 300 pounds. Great. Right. Thanks. Ryan eats more fat than anyone I know. And he's lean. And he's been eating that way for at least, you know, 12 years. I've known him to eat fat, and he doesn't look fat at all. No. So, yeah. You know, and I know James, you're, you're James pretty much as fit as they come, too. So, yeah. yeah. Former James gymnast, James. Yeah. Gymnast, Army Ranger. <laughs> yeah. West Point. What the worst thing he ate do? in his life was yeah. MREs. <laughs> that's pretty bad. That's Which are bad. bad. That's pretty bad. Those are bad. You know, they, they believe that bad. MREs would uh, actually stop you up from taking That's true. Crap. Oh, yeah. Sure. Yeah. They put fiber in there. I think that's the reason. Well, they actually put a, a, a thing to make it so you're constipated, like yeah. because then you wouldn't be on yeah. wasting time on the battlefield. Right, right, exactly. So, it's a whole different ballgame. So great. Right. So then, what's worked for you, Ryan? I mean, uh, you know, I'm an interesting in. study because I haven't really missed much exercise since I was 13. Probably, well, you can honestly say since I started playing sports. So I haven't missed. So high activity, entire life, um, and then varying diet, right? Okay. I think the, um, and the crazy thing is, that, and not to interrupt you, I'm sorry, sure. but there's like, it's obviously the diet is very important because there's yep. been several studies done where you have obese people that train to run a marathon. Yeah. And literally after a year and they run their marathon. Don't lose, don't lose anything. No weight is yeah. lost. Yeah. I So... Exercise will not get you out of a bad diet. You can't. I, I listen. I, I thought you could. Yeah. So listen, anyone listening, I tried to outwork a bad diet, and that's with a good foundation of of strength, muscle, exercise, cardio, and I could not outwork a bad diet, especially as you age. But right, you just can't. Well, even young. True. And, and there's another part of it where we talked about calories earlier about how many calories you eat. And there's a lot of research now showing that your body has no idea what a calorie is. Yeah. Calorie your body is not a calorie. Not a, your body is not a, calor- a calor- calorimeter, right? Your body doesn't burn food as fuel. 
Like your your body takes certain foods and certain hormones then react to those foods and then it's either stored as fat or used as, as fuel. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So and so you can eat I I would I would go on a contest right now and I would eat 10,000 calories of all meat every single day and I guarantee you I would lose weight. Yeah. And I've done it. Yeah. Right. So you're telling people that calories are the, not the, the adage thing. of calories in calories out and calories to lose weight. Calories not out. a calorie. Your it body has work. no idea. So if you There's eat, a ton of research on it yeah. too. So I mean it's not know, we're not the doctors or right. or the researchers but we've read it. Yeah, and we've tried it. So that's yeah, that's what Dr. We're Jason from. Fung, amazing. Yep. Yes, Hit the I calorie in, calorie out paradigm. Uh, what's his name? I'll think of the name in a second. But anyway, but Ken? the calorie in, calories out with with, with Jason Fung is amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, like, and he does a yeah. lot with intermittent fasting, and he also cures people of their diabetes in a day. Diabetes type two. Wow. In a day, he's a nephrologist, so he specializes in kidney functions and some of like that, and he. A amazing like uh, study on that so yeah uh good stuff to look at but yeah I, calories a joke like it's it's a made-up measure and the whole like the snack wall revolution oh boy right 100 calorie snacks like yeah. if you eat if you eat 2,000 calories of sugar every day you are going to lose a foot yeah. you are going you're you're going to be dead so like you're this. basically saying no sugar um, processed sugar no yeah. seed yeah. oils no seed oils ever what about people who do like women, women that fad where gluten was an issue is well, gluten still- probably is an issue for most people. Yeah, like I would agree. Disease, I would challenge gluten. Okay. Yeah, because uh, it's made with what? Like, it's not wheat from like when we were. Yeah, no, an- it's not our ancestors. It's and it's processed. Oh That's yeah. How many ingredients go in the bread? I mean, it's it's yeah. just well, I okay, gluten's more than bread. I get it, but right. you know, typically you're going to ingest it in some type but of look processed at the wheat. form. Right. Yeah. yeah. The so wheat they have now, like you plant modified. it. There's no bugs. Don't touch it. It doesn't really need water. It yeah. just grows like it's completely, you know, GMO, right? So it's, yeah, yeah, and it's not real. Right. And that's the whole point of this. So if you're like someone who's brand new who wants to get healthy, what's the most important things to f- focus on? Because you know, Ryan, you mentioned uh, not just food but also exercise. Absolutely. If they were to focus on s- several factors to get healthy, what are the kind of steps that they would take to get healthy? Easy steps that they should get healthy. Well, I'd start with, I'd start with small. Okay. Very start small. small. Start very, very small. small. Yep. Yep. And then, and if you're not even really sure how to start small, I would read a book on habits. If you're never going to read that book, and there's a few of them out there, if you're never going to read that book, then you just start really small and you give yourself a, a daily goal that you can achieve. Because if you don't do that, you'll never keep going. Yeah, that's right. I mean, I you have to have wins. I have some. Uh, I have some friends that they're like, listen, these guys are hard chargers, but it's like, man, it's I'm going for the gusto, right? I got to do two a days. I got to do this, and I, and uh, you know, after about twenty something days, varies, you know, Fair sometimes enough. fifteen, but they're done. Right, they're right like, back where they started. Yeah, it's just you know my life and everything. And I'm like, well. Yeah. You got to start small. So give an example of small. So small would be, um, and, and this is in one of the habits books that you can pull up, but, you know, go to the gym and, and literally have a start and stop time. So 10 minutes, 15 minutes, 20 minutes, go in, go out. I recommend from an, a, a movement perspective, you go and get in a class-based exercise environment. So I agree that that will you'll help hold yourself accountable. Yep. You'll actually 
start to meet other people. You'll talk, you'll share stuff. That's how I met you, James. And, you know, you, you'll start to be in more like-minded people. It's just a really easy, natural way. Go find a class-based and, and go, go try five for a week. You know, try, you know, go to CrossFit. Go to, you know, there's other types of, of exercise programs because every area of the country in the world is going to have a different feel. And the coaching is going to be different. So you want a good coach. You want good people around you. You'll know. You'll feel it. So, so you're saying that what I'm hearing from you is a community, a class might help, somebody to keep you accountable. Yeah. That's, you know, you yeah, and, and it's not like an accountability partner, but it's people that are interested in you. Hey, James, where were you yesterday? I didn't see you. you know? yeah. Hey, James, we haven't seen you for a week. Where have you been? Oh, I was traveling. Oh, okay, all right. You didn't give up. Well, there's another really easy like, baby step that you can do, and it goes back to Jason Fung, and it's just don't eat breakfast. Yeah. Yeah, right? Yep. So agree. So start doing intermittent fasting. But Josh, I'm so hungry. Doesn't matter. I, I'm so hungry. I don't know if I can make it to right. noon. Well, you're already fasting for 12 hours a day usually. Like you, let's say you eat dinner at 5, you go to bed, you wake up at 5. You probably haven't eaten for however many hours. The point is, if you literally just eliminate your breakfast, eat lunch and dinner, eat whatever the hell you want. I actually did it when I first started yeah. and did fasting. I still eat processed crap. Guess what? Lost a bunch of weight. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I lose weight. So it's that's a, an easy an baby step. Mental shift, right? Right. Because you're you're now controlling your body as opposed to allowing your body to control you. And we go back to discipline. Yeah. Right. So if you can just that's a that's the easiest thing you can do. It doesn't cost you any money. Yeah. It costs you less money. Yeah. Right. Saves time you don't in the morning. To, don't have to think about it. Get up. Get going. Do your thing. Yeah. Have a nice lunch. Have a dinner. Whoa! I just lost thirty pounds in the last month. What just happened? Save money. Lose weight. Yeah. I remember one of my friends asked do me nothing. what was some advice I'd give them. I'd give them for a diet. And I, I simply just said I just wouldn't eat sugar and avoid bread. That's a great start. And huge. In one month, he lost six pounds there just you go. doing that. Huh. Yeah. Six great pounds, and no sugar and no start. bread. And yeah, that's one simple step. Yeah, don't worry about dairy. You know, because there's all these things that you got to start exploring, and they take you got to start somewhere, right? And if you, I think that's a that's great advice, and that's what I typically tell people is, hey, you know, cut out the the sugar. You know, cut out the bread, and then I'll usually tell them alcohol. Yep. Yeah. Well, uh-huh. and the thing is, like, you tell them cut out the bread, whatever, and then it's like, okay, now let's get rid of all those reprocessed foods, right, or whatever. Yeah. Oh, That's yeah. the progress, right? And the funny thing is, is that once you start eliminating one thing, you're acutely aware of what affects you, right, in oh, a yeah. negative way. Oh yeah. It's very powerful. I mean, and food is supposed to be medicine, right? Mm-hmm. Like yeah. Socrates, like. These ancient philosophers, they always, like, food is medicine. Like, if you weren't feeling well, you didn't eat. And guess what? Your body did. Healed itself. Yeah. 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 It's yeah. Dr. Mark Hyman talks about it all the yeah. time. He's, he's great. I, I really enjoy him. I think yeah. he's, he, you know, that would be another area. Like, so if I was going to read something, I would read one of his books. Or I'd, you know, hey, listen to his podcast. He's got a lot of good information that he's, he's putting forth. And he's a doctor. So, you know, you're going to find his his you know, pretty credible. Right. Yeah. Usually um, when people want to get healthy, the first thing they do, you know, every New Year's, New Year's resolution, they try to hit the gym. Yeah. And that's actually, in my idea, the, the last place you should start. It's the worst. The, the first thing I would ask people usually is, are you getting eight hours of sleep? Are you, you know, like... There you go. Yeah. They, um, Hello. You know, a fan of ours, Rich Froning, he was a four-time great CrossFit Games champion, and they asked him, what's the number one medical advice you can give people? And he said, sleep. Sleep. 
And, you know, before he had kids, he was sleeping 11 hours. Now he's got kids. He's only sleeping eight hours, <laughs> which is incredible with yeah. having kids, though. So That's still good. Are you getting hours of sleep? Great. Next thing I would say is the diet, okay? We only made sugars, exactly what you guys yeah. said. Alcohol, uh, carbohydrates, simple carbohydrates, breads maybe. It's that simple. And then the gym part and then having a coach. Well, Frazier says the same thing too, right? He's what, is he five. He's five. Five-time yeah. CrossFit Games champion. And he, I think he calls sleep is his superpower. Well, yeah. it is. That's the only time you regenerate. Yeah. yeah. Well, well, that's an interesting, uh, you know, interesting discussion point in today's world where I think there's some, I, might, I don't know if they're, what side of the spectrum they're on, but they, they almost glorify a lack of sleep at times. Right. 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 Oh, yeah. And I'm one of those business, kind of people. Yeah. 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 And, yeah. and it happens. But uh, to go back to some good reading topics to put out there for people. So Gary Taubes mm-hmm. yeah, uh, wrote a book a long time ago, Good Calories, Bad Calories. Mm. If you want to go yeah. down a rabbit hole and really see what can benefit your life. And, and he has different topics and he'll, you'll see him on YouTube and those kind of things. But Gary Taubes, and he's just a journalist, right? So he just reports on the information that he finds. And so he cites everything. He does everything. So he's literally just, he's not a doctor or nothing else, but he, the good calories, bad calories is, is amazing. Mm-hmm. It's a, it's a life changing book to read. And then he has like a case against sugar, a case against a case for keto, like different yeah. things like that. And he has some great books that are out there that I've read. And I mean, he's amazing. Like it, yeah. it's, it's yeah. amazing to see what we've been led to believe and where we are now. Yeah. Yeah, other doctors uh, I always like to talk about. Saladino. Yep. Paul Saladino. Carnivore MD. He's fantastic. Uh, Carnivore Code is a great book. Yeah. Read that one. So I've just good a information. Lot, a lot of Ken Berry. Yeah, Dr. Ken Berry. Yeah, yeah, Dr. Berry is amazing. So the next place I would go is I would take inventory of your processed foods. <laughs> so even when you eliminate um, sugar or, or, or gluten or, you think or you alcohol, do. or you think you do, um, I would then... Start just taking inventory of the processed food. So how many things are you eating in a day, in a week, that have ingredients? And start there. The, it's the not door easy, of the refrigerator, the right? Yeah. Like, what is, what is in that door? Yeah. Reading through there. It's not easy. No. No. It's not. It's, like, super. It's, and it's made to be that way. I mean, I, I, read a, I read a thing. I can't remember where it was. But, like, the Doritos, the... Um, what was that? The the crazy hot chip or whatever, like the the. Like I mean, hot Cheetos. So like no, like the Doritos bag. So they'd have like a super hot chip in some like oh, it'd be yeah, really really hot one chip and like literally yeah. right. Jeez. So they the treasure hunt. Right. Well, what they we did love then, that. Right. Well, what they what they did though is they actually engineered it to be addictive. Mm, based probably. off the principles of, of addiction. Yeah. Of course. And so then more people, bet you can't eat just one, right? The yeah. latest potato chips. There's a lot of truth to that. Oh, and, yeah. and if you think that big industry is out there that it has your best interest, if it, do they look at you as dollar bills and that's it? There is uh, there is an absolute assault on our taste buds. Yeah. Do we even know what things taste like anymore? It's bad. Right. Yeah. Anyways. Like you said, that smelling the I think that's great. That's a great yeah, one. Yeah, it's a good one. It's yeah. it's shocking. How about you, Garrett? Anything for you? You're you're new to this, but what have you found in your yeah, I think process. I was I was kind of the uh, the stereotypical hard charger career wise, and I focused a lot on that. And um, you know, even though I've I've known Ryan for a long time, like I grew up moderately healthy, right? I I played sports. I wasn't you know overweight or anything, but um, I definitely post college just focused on work. And I didn't I would say I didn't exercise for like really exercise for at least ten years. And I think it was 
probably around the time I turned 30 that I said this is not a good trend. <laughs> yeah. uh, right. This might not be a good idea. So, yeah. <laughs> this is a bad long-term yeah. goal. It's like, <laughs> I was 30, married, had two kids. I'm like, mm, might might need to change this. And I had always liked biking. So I went out and, um, you know, we saved money and bought a, bought, a, bought a Peloton, my wife and I. And, you know, I thought I would see a lot of weight loss results from that. Um, but it just kind of fell into this idea of, chronic cardio. Right. right. And so I was able to say I was able to perform well on a bike and that that was wonderful, but there was zero change in like body composition, generally speaking, muscle tone. Um, so it really wasn't until I started adding weight training that I started to notice a difference. And I think, you know, that's been somewhat of a recent change, but um, just obviously from a body composition perspective, muscle tone, and just general feeling of health, right? It's mm -hmm. been better. And I've also seen how that's impacted my, my children, right? Where they, like I would ride the bike a lot, but they're not there, right? You go out on a bike ride. Um, if you have a, you know, a gym in your house, they see you do it. It's not that they see you every day, but sometimes they see you. Right. And it starts to kind of instill that in them, which I think is you know, tying this to leadership, right? That's, that's one of the things that they start to see and then mm -hmm. you model for them, so. Yeah, you're being a father, you're leading by yeah. example, they want to emulate you, so absolutely. Right. More, more's uh, caught than taught. Yep. <laughs> yeah, and I'd say... It's true. You know, this was all with a healthy, a fairly healthy diet, right? Like, I, I ate pretty clean for, for most of, of, of my life, I guess, at least married. So it, it was interesting how... Yeah, just cardio and wouldn't wouldn't tip the needle. So what you're saying is you changed your exercise regimen from cardio to resistance training, yeah. some weight training. Yeah, I mean, I still still ride my bike, but instead of it being my only obsession, mm -hmm. right, adding weight training in and just focus on general health instead. Right. So yeah, lift heavy things and you're right. far. Yep. Yes. So walk us a typical day for you guys. What do you guys do like in terms of small habits? Give people an example, like you know what. What time you wake up? Maybe what you look to eat? What's your first thing you do? Just one typical day from each of you, so that people have an idea what moderately healthy or healthy lifestyle looks like. You're the early bird. Why don't you start? Get up early. Um, I've found that for years I, I I exercised in the afternoon, and I thought, uh, you know, I'm better then. Yeah, you are. Your testosterone's higher. There's all these things that you'll have a better workout. Um, but as you age, working out in a fasted state has, has more benefits. A lot more, yeah. Yeah. So without going down that, that, that rabbit right. hole right now, and we'll talk about it at some point, so just stay tuned for later. But um, get up early. Um, I will anywhere from between 4 and 5 a.m. Um, if I'm real consistent at the, at the gym I'm going to, you know, I'm probably up at 4.20. Um, and first things first, I, I usually dive right into some sort of, of uh, meditative activity. For me, it's prayer. So stepping into prayer, um, giving thanks, and, um, and just reading, reading the word. And then that helps. And then, you know, and then I actually listen to it on the way to the gym. Um, I've done both where I don't go to the gym and I do go to the gym yeah, listen, you can work out at home in the morning. It's just really hard when it's only 20 feet from your pillow. 
right? <laughs> it's just hard. <laughs> yeah. You know, but when you get in the car, there's like a, a sw- switch that flips. So you, you, you kind of s- flip this switch on, and then you're like, all right, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go. So then when you're go, and then I'll continue some, uh, you know, I'll still usually listen to some type of devotional on the way to the gym. I enjoy that. Um, get there, work out. Like I said, class-based. Usually, you know, all the morning crews on any any gym that you're going to go to, they're probably the most consistent group. And by the way, they're probably the most successful group mm-hmm. at any gym. I 100% agree with that. Because everyone who's doing that, they have tighter time. They have to get after it. They've seen the, the fruit, the good fruit of getting up, getting after it, and then how it just changes the tra- trajectory of your day. And then after that, yeah, I'm a, I'm a cold shower guy. Come home, cold shower. If I had a cold plunge at home, I would do that. Um, we'll have to talk about that, too. Yeah. Because that's fantastic. Will. I do go to a, a place that has cold plunge sauna, but I'm just talking typical day. Um, so at, at that point, it's it's then. And then I'll, I'll jump into some, I'll have coffee. That's probably by 8 o'clock. So I'm up, at, you know, that's nearly almost four hours later. You know, three and a half, four hours later, I'm having coffee, and I'll have bulletproof coffee. I, I think that's that's. I've seen benefits. It works well for me. Um, Satiates you. You don't yeah. want to go to like bagels or any of that crap. Yeah, don't right. don't go to anything. Right. And then at that point, it's it's then it's boom. When I go to work, um, so also uh, the first two hours after exercise, two or three hours, you have. Um, uh, really high cognition so you your ability to shift your 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 the way your your brain is functioning at a higher level um that's in short term over a lifetime it it it, it pushes off all kinds of uh degenerative brain diseases so exercise over a lifetime but so at that point I, i'm very productive very very productive i start getting you know start noticing food uh, 11 12 o'clock i could or could not eat some days i wouldn't eat until one or two um, you were fine. Right? Yeah, I was fine. Oh, yeah. I was fine. Now, at that point, I would, uh, I would have, I would, I typically go for protein vegetables is, is where, where I'll go with it. And then uh, go home, avoid any afternoon snacks for the most part, maybe some, some nuts of sort, macadamia nuts or, or something like that. And then, you know, dinner, and then I try to be done eating by 6.30. Like done everything, and then I try to cut off water by eh, seven, seven thirty, just just so I don't disrupt my sleep. Yeah. So if you, yeah. if I'm having water up until I go to bed, it will you will have to get up, use the restroom in the middle of the night. So that's kind of a typical day. I'm leaving I'm leaving some stuff out, and obviously some variations and other things that I do. But that's what I generally shoot for. And I've found, man, if you if you can get up early, that time between four and seven a.m., man, that's your time. It's golden hour. That, that is your time. For and, real. You know, we, there's different areas of, you know, soul care that can happen during that time. And, and, and it's different for everyone, you know, and I include exercise as part of that. But, man, that time between 4 and 7 a.m., most of the world's not going to bother you. Things aren't <laughs> going to be going crazy. Right. So I, I think that's a real special time. And if you can just step into that, if you're getting up at 7 right now, get up at, get up at 6. You know, take start, a walk. Yeah, uh, yeah. Just take a walk. 
That's where I would start. Get some but, morning sun. Yeah, and yeah. then there's that, the morning sun, how important that is, the yep. rays, the, 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 the light that you get. I think it's like a blue light that you get early in the morning. At any rate, when you see the, the sunrise. So kind of a typical gay. Okay. I'll yeah. cut it off there. Yeah. And see, like I feel terrible because I see this beautiful workout equipment in here. Talk about your schedule. Logan and my son and I were, were working out for a little bit, and it kind of fell off. But it used to be I'd set an alarm and I'd get up whenever. Well, now, like, I'm awake whenever the sun comes up. And I'm in Phoenix, and, like, 5, like, 10, I'm wide awake. So get up, you know, walk around, maybe take a walk, do whatever. But my, my whole thing is, is, like, I try to be in my circadian rhythm, right? Like, so mm-hmm. the sun comes up, I try to go outside every morning, you know, no shirt, like, sun in your face, you know, get as much sun on your body in the first thing in the morning. And guess what? I feel like someone it's just great. kicked me, you know, I'm ready to go. Like, yeah. I, I have energy. I want to do things. Um, yeah, I, I drink a bunch of water. Uh, if I have time, I'll do a walk in the morning before I start working. I think now in my new role, I'll probably have a lot more time to do some things that I really want to do, right, mm-hmm. uh, and focus more on myself instead of what I had to do in my former role. So that'll change. But then typically, like, if I'm hungry, I'll eat. So one thing about eating the way I've gone is if your body says it's time to eat, then eat something. If you're not hungry, don't eat. There's several days where I literally eat dinner. Mm-hmm. That's it. Oh, it can become, you know, we we replace boredom with eating. Right. Yeah. But if you really are in tune with your body, it's like, like you said, oh, man, I haven't eaten yet. And it's three in the afternoon, like, because you've been busy and on task and doing a crazy amount of really good energy has been spent on getting the task done that you want to accomplish. Yeah. Energy creates energy. Yeah. And like you said, being introspective, like. I, I full wholeheartedly believe like with the, the meditation, like self-realization, like when I sit out in the morning and there's nobody around, there's, you know, like neighbors walk their dog this every morning or whatever, but like I'll be out there like meditation, like close my eyes, let the sun come in, you know, that kind of thing. And so I, I think that's great. Uh, that's a really smart thing to do. And then it's amazing how much better your day is overall, right? I mean, you, you literally just, you have a roadmap to success and then, all of a sudden, it's like, oh, it's evening. Now we're having dinner. Now we're enjoying yeah. Yeah. life. and Natural circadian rhythm. Yeah. I left that out, and that's, I think that's a really key Huge. point that he makes. Is where it's uh, something I've had a battle with recently. Yeah. So I'm, I'm in Idaho now, Yeah. Right, and it doesn't get dark during the summer until about 11 o'clock. Wow. That's amazing because wow. we get dark at like, it's like 7.30 because it's our yeah. period of time. So as somebody who uh, used to hold firm to a very similar schedule to Ryan, <laughs> I have been... I've been struggling recently yeah. um, because eight o'clock it's bright as noon. Yeah, and you know nine or ten wow. it's like okay, maybe maybe I can start thinking about it. But like, when does it get light in the morning? Still around six. <sighs> yeah, five thirty-six. So it's that's a long day. Yeah, Blackout it's, it's shades, baby. I know. So <laughs> I think I think it's there. Yeah. But just to to highlight the importance of the circadian rhythm, right? And huge. You can. I'm not saying you can fight against it. You can, you know. Wake up a little before the sun. It's not a big deal. But then there is some balance that you have to strike right. with it, too. Which yeah, is, and if you do wake up before yeah. the sun, as long as when the sun's coming up, yep. be purposeful and yeah. go out yeah, and get, get some sunshine. Yeah. Look at it. Yeah. Look I around. think that's, you know, and I'm, I'm sure you've dealt with this, right? But, like, some of us have worked in uh, operations, right? And part of that is... Never seeing the sun. Yeah, you don't see the sun, right? Like, like working, working night shift, shifts. Yeah, third shift. Working somewhere. early morning shifts right. and just... Yeah, I did that. Yep. Yeah. So it's ridiculously bad. Yep. Go to sleep at three in the afternoon. Yep. Yeah. And but de- I get 
Yeah. I guess there's there's still a way, right? Yeah. And that's the lesson. So of I'm course. hearing also yeah. a component that we didn't really mention, but you guys hinted on though, the a spiritual mental component. You said meditation. Huge. Once if we're so instead of just like sleep and food and exercise, now there seems to be like a fourth dimension with that. Mm-hmm. Now oh, why yeah. would that be important for you that in terms of health, physical health or mental health? What I, what I, is it? I take it as a it's a cleansing, right? Like you're it's you know, like a computer has to do a you know control delete or a, a hard reboot or whatever, and we have a pretty complex computer in our head. So you want to meditate, you want to pray, you want to do whatever whatever works best for you to get yourself to reset. I think it's a good way to start the day, in, in my opinion. You defrag the files the day before and you start fresh. Yeah, it's it's alignment with God. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right? like I just don't. And it's daily, right? We 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 can get so lost so quickly. Um, you know, if you ever think about it, how you can be great one day, wake up the next day, and you're like, w- w- where was yesterday? Where was where was that feeling? And so it's a constant. So that 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 morning alignment, right? Union with God is how I look at it. Yeah. Or it, it it's how I feel, right? It's yeah. it's real. Mm-hmm. I think at, at some point we'll go into uh personality profile a little bit. But for somebody like me, the first thing I would naturally think of when I wake up is work. Immediately. <laughs> Email. <laughs> Immediately. How many emails can I send out before I get out of bed? Yeah. <laughs> emails, <laughs> signal messages, text, whatever it is. Right. Mm-hmm. So if I don't take the time to do that, that is what my day will start and end with is work. And, you know, we've talked about it, just there's no, yeah, there's no alignment with God. And there's certainly, I like the defrag the file analogy too. Cause, it's huge. Yeah. yeah. It's like, what's important today? You know, and, and recentering on that. Yeah. Give an extra squeeze to your spouse. Yeah. Go give your kids a kiss in the forehead. Like, yeah. Turn off that craziness that's going on because yeah. there's already enough crazy. They're going to have enough craziness to face in the day anyway. Right. Oh yeah. You know, I, I would, I think too that, um, there's, there's probably people who are hard chargers in their career, mm-hmm. but they're not hard chargers in their health, right? Yeah. And so yeah. people like like me, perhaps, yep. we make the excuse of, hey, well, work's important. It's how I provide. It's this, that, and I have a responsibility as a leader, a duty, all this. And so we put spiritual health, physical health, mental health down on the list, and work becomes our, our number one. And just, you know, I think the whole point of this is that's not sustainable. Like right. You will burn out. Yeah. You will fail eventually. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. When when I talk about a typical day, when you talk about sleep, if, if we're trying to get eight hours of sleep, then I usually kind of backwards plan. So yeah. if I want to wake up around five five thirty, that means I'm going to bed around nine nine thirty. Yep. Which may seem early, but if if that's if you want to wake up at five thirty, simple math. Eight thirty. Yeah. You go to bed at eight thirty. Sometimes. Yeah. yeah. So whatever it may be, if you're trying to get eight hours of sleep, so I try to get in bed by nine thirty, wake up around five thirty, and when we talk about small habits. No matter how I feel, I always de- I'm determined to get to the gym. Mm-hmm. So once I get to the gym, I can determine then if I don't want to work out or if I just stretch. Anything is better than lay- laying in your bed and right. just sleeping in. Yeah. So for me, I get up, I go to the gym, and whatever it's whatever it, if there's a class, then I, I join the class. If it's just me, then I, I do simple stretching, maybe like a light cardio as I get older. Um, but you know, typically I would like to go to a CrossFit gym. There's also a, a community component there. Absolutely. We talked about the accountability component, right. having friends, working out with friends, pushing you. Um, and then after that, I, I shower, and this is where I do my devotions. Mm-hmm. I read the word, 
And we talk also about if you really believe in an eternal creator and relationships are important, then what better way than spend time with the greatest relationship you could ever have? Yeah. So the things that you love. And so I do agree with everything you guys said. There is a mental cleanse, spiritual component of this. And then uh, at that time also, I usually do uh, coffee, uh, bulletproof coffee, but I don't do dairy. <laughs> I had it with fat, actually. So like almond milk, coconut milk. Yeah, coconut oil is great. Yeah. And, you know, I used to roast my own coffee back then. and <laughs> We're excited for that again. Yeah. Chang, that's what we need. You know, it's funny you say the thing about the eight-hour thing. And, like, if I get air of sleep, I might as well be in a coma. So if I'm like six hours, mm. is it? And I and I've tried. Like I yeah, want to get more sleep. I'll try to sleep in, but for whatever reason, well, my engine, sleep need are different, right? Right, yeah. exactly. Yeah, yeah. That's, yeah. that's the thing. And we're just talking generally, yeah. right? But so I can go to bed at midnight, and the, the sun comes up, and it's like, let's go. Right. You know? I said we're all unique, yeah. just like our fingerprints. So some people right. need six hours, some people need eight, some other people have heard some Navy SEALs only need four, yeah. five. You know, yeah, that's crazy. Know, I challenge that, but yeah, that's crazy. Yeah, long term, I don't know how that will work. Yeah, like six, seven's okay, but. Four, not so much. Yeah, and that's insane. I'm similar with Ryan. After I do devotions, I do work. I'm not hungry until around eleven, eleven thirty, and then I mostly focus on a meat-based diet. I think I move towards that, less vegetables. And, and people always ask me, like, aren't you gonna get a heart attack? Aren't you gonna get, you know, how about high cholesterol? Is that gonna get you a cardiac disease? And I'm reading the science, and I don't think no, that's not an issue, yeah. honestly. And well, and and the, and the great thing, I think the the whole point of this discussion that's gone probably way longer than we thought ever would have. Um, like, I think the whole point is like, just listen to your body, right? Yeah, it's cool yeah. about that self-awareness piece. Yeah. Like, you have to know yourself. Right. Yeah. And that includes your physical self, your emotional self, all yeah. that as whole, a whole leader before you can, if you can't lead yourself, how are you going to lead anybody else? Mm-hmm. And that's very simple yep. with the physical, food, sleep, you know, diet, yep. right? Yeah. Exercise. So. Well, that's good. The last thing, because I, I think it does tie in, but there's always like, well, what am I missing out on? And uh, I think that's a big thing people think about sometimes, yeah. right? Like right. the fear of the missing, fear out. missing out. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So it, you know, like the social aspect of going out and oh, hanging out with friends. No, at just night. anything. Yeah, and, and any of this, but yeah, what on a on a typical weeknight, let's say you uh, you want to wake up at four thirty five a.m. whatever time, right? What what really do you miss out on by going to bed at eight thirty nine nine thirty, yeah. right? And at least for me, I can speak TV. For, yeah, TV, <laughs> ice cream. But hold on, is that missing out on yeah. anything? Right. <laughs> well, yeah, exactly, right, right. exactly. Well, it's so right. it, it's like uh, I didn't have a beer last night because I went to bed at eight thirty or nine instead That's of great, man. You're watching right. TV. Shucks, yeah. Well, right. when Garrett yeah. just throws those little so. truth bombs in. That's true. Yeah, He's and right. then I mean, well, we, we can ask my wife, right? We can have Eric on at some point, but is it can't wait? Is it is it better? Right? I don't. Probably. You're a better husband. Watching watching TV, even if we watch it together. It's still watching TV. Still watching TV. Well, and then we can go in the whole aspect of like blue blockers and the the light and all that good stuff. And that'll be another topic for another day. But how much better are you when you just turn those damn screens off? Like I make a habit as soon as my wife gets home, my phone gets plugged in and put away. That's the best habit. I'm done. Like, because then I know she's home, she's safe, I'm good, you know. Then I don't have to worry about it. Most of those emails can wait a day. And if they can't, well then, oh well. Right. Yeah. Like literally, right. is, your, is, your, is your is your life and your and your and your family your more relationships, important? Sorry. Right. Yep. Yeah. Agreed. Yeah. yeah. It's a big topic, and I think it's important in terms of leadership, and people now may, may not realize that. Yeah. So. Yeah. There'll be more to be yep. to be continued for sure. Well, thanks for joining us once again. For myself, Ryan, Garrett, thank James. you, James. Yep. We'll yeah. uh, look forward to the next one. Take care. Yep. Yeah. Oh.